This is Daily Politics. Here we look into the ins and outs of everything Kenyan politics. We pull no punches and have no reason to sugarcoat anything that matters to Kenyans. My name is Roslyn Obala, political editor at NTV, and I'm joined by uh, Dongo, editor, Saturday Nation. Today we have a new guest, and he's... My name is uh, Eric Odwar. I'm a Secretary General of Kenya Union of Journalists and also an editor here at uh, National Media Group. Now, today, just that every day, we have very intriguing politics. And today we want to look at the president. Uh, it seems President Uhuru Kenyatta has changed his tact. We expected him to hit the road uh, to campaign for Azimio as the uh, Azimio Council Chair. Uh, but we seems that he takes every opportunity that he has to drop hints and drum up support for his supporters, uh, the candidates. Uh, what do you have to say? Uh, number one, uh, I find uh, Uhuru's, and I don't know whether um, you guys will agree with me here, I find this Uhuru's presence in the so-called campaign trail, whether overt or covert, more harmful to Raila that, uh, than, uh, than good. Yes, yes. He's, he's playing the role of a deal maker, bringing Kalonzo in, uh, making sure places like Meru are fortified. But I think the more he makes those comments about uh, Ruto and preferring Raila, I think the more it casts Raila as quote unquote uh, a project for a continuation <laughs> project, of yes. uh, of Uru's legacy, <laughs> yes. and we know that very well. Sometimes, d currently due to the co to the issues facing the country, including uh, high food prices, uh, high cost of living, people don't have a very favorable opinion of the president. So uh, yes, uh, he's entitled to his opinion, as as he always said. Mm. But I think he's doing more harm than good. Then second, uh, the issue of uh, of saying that the country. Will be uh, will not be in safe hands mm. uh, with thieves and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and charlatans. Yes. I mean, he should have jailed the thieves and charlatans yes. uh, in his government. But he has no powers. He said he's powerless. He uh, said it so many times. He would have taken them to court, tried mm. to remove them. Mm. Uh, so I think this is a double-edged sword for Baba. Mm -hmm. On one hand, yes. there's a constituency that actually listens to Uru, mm -hmm. uh, and he has been able to consolidate a lot of. Uh, things for Azimio, including bringing Kalonzo back, mm -hmm. uh, having that Azimio team together, promising goodies all over the place. The other day he was at Akorino's, he promised them goodies. So, but overall, I think he, from now, if I must, he should just uh, lay low. Uh, Eric, um, there is a time that Uru had, I think, the famous Sagana 3. And I think during that time, he actually appealed to his kinsmen. And speaking in vernacular, he promised that for the first time he was going to hit the road and just campaign for the candidate because he wanted to leave the country in safe hands. Uh, the questions have been around that why are we not seeing the Azimio Council chairman actually leading the campaigns? But every time he has any public event, he drops hints even within his speeches that actually drums up support for the Azimio candidates. Uh, I think Uhuru could have looked at uh, the pros and cons of uh, going out on a campaign trails to ask the votes for uh, Raila Odinga. Yes. Uh, one, you know, Uhuru is a president, and therefore, again, seeing him out there in a campaign rally, campaigning for an individual, sometimes puts in a very awkward uh, position. Position. However, mm. 
I think what he's trying to look at is, you know, if he keeps quiet, you know, mm-hmm. there's a time he kept quiet, he was not talking, and uh, the other side yes. actually started taking advantage of that and yeah. saying that, you see, mm-hmm. Uhuru has already abandoned Raila. Raila. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> so he's trying to balance that. He's trying yes. to strike that balance to yes. sometimes, you know, to go out there and um, campaign outright. Yeah. Yes. But again, also remind these people that, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I'm still with my man, the person I'm supporting, because like Ngushua said, mm-hmm. Uhuru still has got a constituency that listens to him. Yes. So he may not want that constituency to be misled mm-hmm. by the other side that, oh, you know, Uhuru could have changed his mind on uh, the person he was um, uh, supporting. So that's why, given a chance, he needs to remind them that I still have a position that I've already taken mm-hmm. and uh, Raila Dinga remains my man and that's why he keeps throwing some jabs to the other side. Mm-hmm. But, but I want to put a question to, uh, uh, not necessarily a question, but a point of debate to Eric and, and you, Rosalind. Eh? Yes, yes. I mean, We've seen in other countries presidents going out to campaign yes. for their preferred candidates. Mm-hmm. Some of the issues, uh, we have borrowed a lot of this from the American uh, constitution, mm-hmm. including this thing of president and deputy president. Mm-hmm. We saw Obama went to campaign for Biden. Yes. We saw, uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, even when uh, Clinton was uh, defeated, mm-hmm. Obama campaigned for her. Mm-hmm. I mean, the other presidents, you've seen, Cl- uh, you've seen uh, George Bush campaigning for Mitt Romney and all that why do we make it such a mystery for for sitting presidents not <laughs> to campaign for, for for their candidates why do you make it so complicated i look at it this way yes. you see um like uh, these are the countries you, you are uh, referring to like mm. in america we have mm. the democrats so yes. when obama goes out there is campaigning for um the a democrat, democrat ca- yes. candidate yes. who has also been there but look at how azimio coalition has been crafted mm. And uh, you'll find that uh, at some point, Raila is referred to as a position leader. Yes. Sometimes he's <laughs> referred to as someone who is in the government. In government yes. So it's, uh, it's not as clear as these other countries where it's very clear that we have got a, a, a political party, which is if it's the Democrat or it's the Republican, that mm. already has the known ideals that they usually sell. Yes. But this one is kind of... Um, this the come we stay <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and i was saying but sometimes come we stay, come we stay. you see now exactly <laughs> that, that's that, that's why you'll see, you'll see and uh, even within, within that uh, coalition you've seen we still have got those um, pull and push so yes. you can imagine if uru goes out there to campaign for Raila and yes. we've got uh, odm candidates there we have got jubilee candidate there whom will uru uh, campaign for mm. you've even seen Raila is campaigning as a zimio sometimes it becomes difficult for him yes. when he's trying to push the agenda of six piece <laughs> and people will say that oh you see this is a polygamy yeah. All of us are from the <laughs> same are yes. members of this family, yeah. and therefore we need to be uh, treated equally. So you'll imagine if Uru goes out there, it's the mm. president, also the uh, the chair of uh, the Mio Council, mm. yes. and they start campaigning six piece, mm. and you know uh, a jubilee candidates will be looking up to Uru to campaign for them. For again, them yes. yes, against ODM or yeah. candidates or any other candidate that is in Mio. <laughs> so you'll find that to him now he'll rather remain at the top there. Yeah. And uh, stopped hinting that you know uh, the man, the most important position they are looking for here is the head of state. Okay. Is the yes. I think in our past uh, episodes we talked about Toro that uh, the moment he steps out and starts campaigning for any candidate will be the day that we'll say that Uru is now a lame duck president. And I think maybe he's also juggling between uh, not being uh, a lame duck president and at the same time remaining in charge and ensuring that his backyard is actually consolidated. Remember there was a time here we were talking about uh, the Kenya Kwanza uh, team uh, led by William Ruto who is the UDA presidential candidate actually penetrating the mountain. But I think the conversation has changed now after Martha Karua was picked as, as the Azimio running mates where we are saying that actually 
actually as immune as try as now penetrated the mountain so there are also those questions but the question we still have to ask is that by now we'll have actually seen Uru go back to his people because he knows the language that he uses with his people there are times that he goes back to the local dialect to just tell the people why this is the best person he's been talking about Raila being the safe pair of hands to succeed him there was a time there were arch rivals in 2013 2017 they will not see eye to eye but he uses that to say that the moment they had the handshake he believed that this was the best person to take over but i was just seeing today for the first time i've also seen the malawi president has just disagreed with this uh, uh, vi- <laughs> yes and i'm seeing another ruto <laughs> repeat in malawi where he has also scripted uh, strip him of all the malawi, powers does yeah. malawi one have powers to suck the vp or he can only strip him of some powers i think what i've seen uh, he has just stripped him of some yes, powers yes he has stripped him of his powers so i think whatever kenya does it's a replica the region is actually <laughs> benchmarking whatever <laughs> kenya does but becomes <laughs> what is the <laughs> replicated in the region but Rosalind, there's something i wanted to say about uh, uhuru not going out there to campaign yes you know uhuru as a, as a president first of all mm. he's uh, a symbol ac- of unity unity and also he has got access to intelligence uh, information that mm. um, some of us could not be having yes. so first of all um and as like you rightly said that mm. at some point mm. the mountain seems to be very slippery for the azimio yes. yes so maybe going there he wouldn't wanted to be the to use maybe the last weapon he has which yes. is maybe him himself yes. or maybe yeah. he needed to, to use other means mm-hmm. and uh, actually it has worked Thank by using uh, the mountain yes and using <laughs> mother garua it has yeah. worked so yes. maybe after you know sometimes even if you want to go for a war you have to pacify the ground yes. first so yes. maybe Uh, he has used a mother karua to pacify the, the mountain to make yes. sure that the mountain is stable then so if he goes out there then he can be received other yes. than going at a time when their mountain was very hostile, hostile. to him yes. so it could have backfired mm. so maybe uh, his advisor and the strategist could have uh, devised the means of uh, climbing the mountain that first of all we don't uh, go ourselves mm. let's uh, try and see if this one can work and that it has worked yeah okay interesting interesting and uh, talking of working <laughs> uh, the senate had their last uh, working week this week yes uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> and they did uh, what most say they will not do yes. uh, raise the debt ceiling and mm-hmm. left us high and dry mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think has been the the, the legacy of the of the of this senate <laughs> and uh, what we saw yesterday <laughs> yes. that robustness in the senate has not been there for, i mean senate has always been a drab sometimes boring place yes are they waking up the last minute what are, do you think has been the legacy of the senate and uh, yes you you know in kenya there is some happy to always have that we always last minute people and it replicates in anything that government does or any institution that is doing anything at the tail end of of whatever you are doing that is the time that we always have to go the climax but um if you look at what happened in the senate i think the last time that they were sitting uh, adjoining senedie uh it's like they were rushing to do everything that was pending before the house which i think they were trying to chew too much and just to try to grab too much now yesterday when they came I actually looked at the order paper and I was asking myself will they really actually pull through everything they had but the biggest order of the day was that to pass the 10 trillion uh, budget ceiling which i think at some point in the morning they had a push and pull and it also delayed their tributes for the last time uh, sitting in the house and in the afternoon actually it was overwhelming you remember they garnered 27 uh, delegates against 3 so only 
three senators that is the Nairobi senator Sakaja Kericho senator Aaron Cheriot and uh, Nandi senator Samson Cheragayo they are the only ones who voted against it but if you look at where the senators Was were Was in the house by the way Uh, I, I, I can't generally say if oh. he was in the house because you see now we were not allowed to be there so we were just able to see as they vote which was hybrid there were those who are voting uh, online there were those who are physically voting okay. but if you look at uh, exactly what happened the senate did not have a choice because here we had a budget that we are looking up to the senate to be the savior the national assembly had passed the budget we have a budget deficit of over 800 Uh, billion shillings uh, based on the budget that we passed that begins next month that is a 3.3 trillion now with a budget like that where you have your first charge which is the public debt at 1.4 trillion we really needed that uh, tr uh, 10 trillion ceiling uh, to be raised the question is what is the ramification on that of those who supported it when they go back to the electorate because again remember it's going to be a tall order for the next government that is coming uh, to fill in the budget that we don't have because uh, the revenue projection is just 2.4 trillion uh, I, i want to know uh, maybe from uh, eric uh, number one, do you how what do you think of the performance of this senate and uh, what are this are this this phenomenon whereby out there people are castigating the dead they are promising very many things when they get in power but when it comes to real <laughs> voting either in the national assembly ama kwa senate they i mean they do nothing i look at it this angushu you see uh, if you look at all the senators who we have right now i'm sure a majority of them uh, will be seeking to come back either through political uh, through positions that are available either yeah. as governors those who want to come back as uh, senators and mm -hmm. the other elective positions mm -hmm. so first of all these guys are going to come back broke <laughs> they already broke yes. <laughs> and now you can imagine whereby yes. where, where, you can imagine whereby these guys will come back broke and looking mm. for money yes. they are being told there is a budget deficit there is yes. no money yes. you guys do not pass uh, the uh, the debt ceiling uh, motion that was in parliament yes. so first of all these guys are really uh, self interest yes so mm. they look at their interest first that you know guys first of all you must make sure that if we come back this money yes. those who are coming come this money mm. so that if we do not have uh, raise, uh, raise the money through the, uh, our on domestic ways of uh, in taxes yeah. at least we can push the government to borrow yeah. so mm -hmm. that we're able to get money so you know this if you if you read what senator said uh, last time i think uh, before this uh, bill was uh, brought uh, yeah. yesterday yes. they had said that you know whether it is azimio or uh, it is uh, kenya kwanza yes. they need to form the government and when they form the government they need the money and yes. therefore we cannot frustrate the next government not to have the money so mm -hmm. i believe that they must have looked at it uh, that way uh they generally looking at the performance of um at uh, this sen uh, senate actually we've come to know that there's a live debate whenever there is issues to do with uh, money yes. especially when they're supposed to be looking at the division of revenue bill is in before senate that's when you'll uh, hear uh, senators uh, also uh, being uh, active in uh, in the in the senate and also if there is an impeachment motion and uh, against a governor, governor which yes. usually comes with some very uh, windfall <laughs> <laughs> yes impeachment of governors usually come with windfall for, yes. for the senators and you, yes. uh, and uh, you will see exactly 
excitement and all that's the day you will see a full house. Mm. So uh, you generally you will look at our politicians in in um, in the Senate as uh, people who uh, are mostly there sometimes just for their own interest, but not for the interest of uh, the common uh, monenji. Mm. Yeah. Because you've seen the people who have actually have moved the motions mm. in both National Assembly and Senate to raise that because this is not the first time we are raising the debt ceiling. Raise yes. the debt ceiling. So whenever they are now out in the cold, mm. then they start raising alarm that oh you know our debt uh, levels are very alarming. Uh, very Hi, yes. very high, uh, yes. But if you ask him that, Chief, uh, when you are in, uh, holding this particular <laughs> position, you are very vocal <laughs> and asking uh, Kenyan to support. Yes. Uh, yeah. the, the dualism of these words. Exactly, yes. yes the dualism and Imani Kimani Shungwa. Yes. These people are saying that, oh, you know, as a government, we need the money. So we that were retiring uh, expensive loans. Exactly. Yes. So those are some of the things that you'll see that uh, actually happen in our parliament, both the National Assembly and Senate. But, uh, but, uh, but Nguchu, maybe just to add on what uh, Odora has said. You know, I'm, I'm actually baffled by, by this Senate. I think it's the third Senate. If you review the Senate for 2013, that is the second Senate, 2013, 2017. That was the first Senate. The second Senate um, after uh, independence. independence. Oh, yeah, so yeah. They, they made a milestone. Remember, they were coming in when we didn't have county governments and mm. they, were, uh, they ensure that uh, uh, functions were devolved. They were fighting for resources. But this third Senate... Uh, by now, if we were to compare the successes, we'll be talking about counties getting over 400 billion in equitable share. Yet they have left at 370 billion. This is the first Senate where people were fighting on the floor of the House. And if I remember very well, the Senator for uh, Bungoma, Moses Wetangu, even castigated his colleagues and said it's an embarrassment that we're actually fighting physically for leadership in committees and not just committees. Popular committees where uh, where governors are summoned to come and respond to queries, which means there was something of scratching people's backs. Now, this is the same Senate where we also had some of the senators sitting in five to six and more committees where they even chairs and don't sit where at least they're not oily uh, committees <laughs> and prefer committees that are oily. So this is the same Senate that we even saw uh, claims of some senators getting some kickbacks uh, when we were discussing, remember the formula, the revenue forma, uh, formula for sharing uh, revenue among counties that went, I think, up to the 10th trial mm -hmm. uh, in terms of the standoff between the two houses. So I think there was so much that happened in this Senate and it was the first house where we actually cracked the whip by kicking out uh, the top leadership of the house that did not honor his meeting. And talking, talking of senators and impeachment, uh, two issues here. Yes. Uh, Senator Sakaja and uh, Governor Sunku. Mm. Uh, number one, uh, the issue of, and I, I'm, I'm putting it out to you guys, the issue of somebody gets impeached mm -hmm. and they can never run for office again. Mm -hmm. I mean, number one, how fair is that? And number two, no, what are Sonko's uh, chances? <laughs> yeah, I think, I think it's very interesting if you look at what is happening in uh, the two major cities in Kenya. Yes. That yes. is Nairobi and, uh, and, and Mombasa, mm -hmm. whereby we have got two uh, candidates who actually cannot vie for this uh, position, who are still fighting yes. to remain, uh, to be on the ballot come August 9th. And that is uh, Senator Sakaja for Nairobi and uh, uh, Sonko. Sonko. Mm -hmm. yes. But uh, I believe for Sonko, he didn't see it come. Mm -hmm. Because I think this is something that he could have uh, uh, seen when he was still the governor of Nairobi. 
and know that uh, actually I need to fight mm. tooth and nail just to ensure that I am not impeached. And I think he didn't take it very seriously at that particular time. So it has come back to uh, to, to, to to hit him that uh, actually it is now the courts that will uh, allow him to vie to or buy. not vie. Yeah. Mm. But also looking at the battle he's going to fight in court, uh, because I've seen the civil society actually also in court mm. and are the heavyweights if you're talking about the transparency <laughs> you are talking about uh, katiba sharia which i think is a good thing uh-huh. because it's going to even help the, the future generation whereby mm-hmm. if you are given the position of leadership mm-hmm. you don't take it uh, you take you must take it seriously because there are ramifications yes. in future if you are found to be not fit to hold a, a public office. So I think that is what is um, um, going to, fo- uh, to follow Sonko. But even Sakaja here in Nairobi, I don't think he's off the hook yet. Mm-hmm. Because uh, I s- I've seen uh, there are some developments, yes. Um, the Commission for Education has uh, uh, withdrawn, withdrawn mm-hmm. the issue, uh, the revocation yes. of uh, Sakaja's, uh, the recognition of Sakaja's degree. But I don't think uh, if this is going to be the end of it, because I believe... Sakaja's case will also be fought in court. Mm-hmm. So for him actually also to ensure that he goes to the ballot. Never seen if I've even heard some lawyers say mm-hmm. that even if he goes and uh, wins uh, mm-hmm. the governor of Nairobi, mm-hmm. I think he'll still have to face the biggest ele- election petition in parliament because again mm-hmm. people will have to review some of the things or revisit some of the things that have come up uh, during uh, this process. Uh, for me, I think that uh, if you look at uh, what Sonko is going through, I don't think Sonko's case is the biggest compared to Waluke's case, who is a convict and has been cleared to to defend his seriousia uh, seat. I think for Sonko, it's self-inflicted. Because I think he took uh, for granted everything that was happening. Remember, Sonko is not the first governor. I think from 2013 to, 20, uh, to now where we are, uh, over 10 uh, governors have been impeached. The first was the Embu governor, and he was pe- impeached three times, <laughs> and he survived through the courts. Yeah, and he said, "I will, <laughs> I will defend my seat, mm. and I will serve my second term." And he did it. So, for me, from where I sit, I think Sonko just underestimated his uh, situation. Uh, he never fought for it, and he opened another battle with the with the courts. Remember, he had the issue of even uh, the expose that he did with the, the uh, yes, the, yes. <laughs> so he, uh, the the position he has put himself is is uh, a hot a hot seat where nobody will want to touch because you don't know at what point he's recording you, at what point the everything that is happening is genuine. So I think for for me, from where he sits, his his problems are bigger than even the impeachment. Exactly. That's why I would say that mm. Sonko didn't just see this thing one day will come to hit him. Yes. And actually it has come now to do that because once uh, he was, um, he realized that um, things are not going well with him. Yes. Uh, when uh, impeachment motion was coming, he yes. should have retreated yes. and see how well best he can uh, fight that impeachment and defeat it, like Wambora did. Wambora mm-hmm. actually, even if uh, the motion went through parliament, mm-hmm. he went to court. And the court helped him. So. And and the Senate upheld the impeachment twice. Yes. And he still went to court. <laughs> exactly. So yes. those are some of the things that and Sonko didn't just do. Just hours before they were able, they were planning to swear in his deputy Dorothy Nditi, but he <laughs> saved the day. Yeah, exactly. I think he's one of the governors who had nine lives. But but, but, but then let me ask you guys, <laughs> both of you, uh, two fundamental questions here. Number one, the issue of the issue of Sakaja. Do you think CUE has actually uh, shot itself uh, in the foot or in the mouth, whichever, whichever <laughs> they have done, because this thing of revoking a degree 
issuing a degree, evoking it again. I mean, what does it portend to even even, uh, even to the institution and its future? Then second, I keep asking, how fair, as uh, Rosalind has asked, Waluke is convicted. Mm-hmm. Apparently, he has to exhaust his appeals, but before that, he's allowed to run. But he's convicted. Uh, and he's a convict. And he's a convict yes. in a court of law. Mm. Impeachment is a political process. Yes. One day I can wake up today, uh, Eric, and impeach and you. And I don't like your face. Uh, uh, <laughs> impeach you using MCS. Yes. I mean, so how fair is it? I think. I how think, fair is it that you are impeached I, I, by a political I, I, process? I, I, I don't. I don't. And you go home forever. I don't. I don't think you shall, you can say that impeachment is a political process because it has always said that a decision that has been made by Parliament yes. is as equivalent to a decision of a High Court. But me and you know. So it's exactly. So of course. It's a political. It's a political. Process, but they, least, they give you uh, the opportunity exactly. to seek redress in yeah, court. Yeah, so it's a political process, but a decision that has been made by parliament, mm. actually, it has to be uh, upheld as a, as a legal process. Yes. Because uh, I've seen people say that, you know, once you've gone to parliament and uh, it has been passed, mm. at least uh, it's a decision that can just be compared with what is taken by the High Court. Yes. But having said that, I, I like, like I said, Sonko did not just know how to play his game well, mm. and that is why he's suffering. He was too smart for his own problems. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's it for the daily politics. Uh, as always, thank you, Eric, and uh, thank you, Rosalie. Yes. See you tomorrow. Yes.